Three, two, one, go. We're back to the warehouse for week three of Blitzball Blitz. Baggage rigged the standings, and now everyone makes it to Billy's. Let's talk Blitzball. Welcome to the Blitzball Boys, the podcast about ball sports in the warehouse, but lately about Blitzball. I'm your co-host, Brendan Rebel, along with my fellow host, Peter Del Rey. Hey, Brendan. Late record. We had a very busy weekend, and we couldn't do our normal record because instead of watching the games at home, we were watching the games from the warehouse. Whoa. It's true. How crazy was that? You, if you saw us on the live stream, you saw us on the live stream. If you didn't, you probably just saw a weirdo with weird teeth and a fatso <laughs> in a soccer jersey. Guess who's which? I bet you can't. And you said, wow, that was pretty bad. Um, yeah, are they talking about the same guy? <laughs> that's the same. The guy in the soccer jersey is the one with the weird teeth. What the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. And we, we weren't actually invited there, but we barged in. We found the address, sure barged in. We glued our butts to the seats, and they couldn't remove us. Yep. Couldn't do it. Super glue. Crazy glue. Gorilla glue. Me, me and Nicole have been. <laughs> that's, that's how we did it. It's the three types of glue. It's like the three types of cheese that make nachos really good. Which is what I was going to say next is that me and Nicole, mostly me, have been obsessed with rewatching the stupid scene of Drake and Josh where they get the sticky cheese nachos. I don't know if you remember it, but there's just a famous part of it where Josh Peck goes, sticky cheese? <laughs> he can't open his mouth. And it's the funniest thing. I think there's something wrong with these nachos. Oh man, and it's just we funny. are starting off great. I feel like this is going to be this is going to be a giggly episode. We started yeah. off before we record before we recorded doing banjo kazooie voices to one another, and I think we're we're just going to be giggly. I mean, there's all a episode. chance I could keep it in the YouTube. I, I, I started recording the YouTube uh, before we started doing that, so maybe I'll leave it in. Nah, you don't need to do that. Um, but yeah, we were in the warehouse. Jimmy very graciously invited us to the warehouse when he first found out about. Um, the podcast back when we were covering Blitzball Battle 3. And I, I fe- he was like, oh, you guys should come when we do live things in September. It'll be awesome. And he was just talking out and of I his ass, just being nice. I think you and I were on the same page of like, oh, this is really nice of him. For sure not going to happen. And also, like, like, he's, he's just like, saying, like, if you guys want to come, guy. it's like not that great, but you can come if you feel like it. Like, no, 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 no. Seriously, like, I thought, I really thought it was like, he was just being nice. Like, yeah. Uh, he, I really thought that it would be one of those like he'd forget to invite us when it, time comes because he's a very busy guy, not because you know he's an asshole because he's very very busy. Right, he's a busy and asshole. And he he reached out to us a couple weeks ago and was like, "Oh yeah, whenever you're free, like we'd love to have you." And they did. Um, everybody, we had like communications from some people there that they were like, "Yeah, people are so excited for you to come," uh, which was. Uh, kind of really surreal because i don't know this is kind of just a podcast of me and my buddy talking about some entertainment that we both really enjoy yeah and we never really anticipated getting any fans much less the people who were make yeah this stuff. it is true so like, we've gotten really questions cool. about this from a lot of the people we've interviewed like why do you guys do this or why do you guys like us so much or how did it start and it really when you re in my brain when i go back to how it all began we just wanted to talk about it and we didn't care what happened next and we fully expected it to go nowhere but wanted just to put it out into the ether because that would be a way for us to make sure we sat down with each other and talked about it and got it off our chests uh and it's yeah. really pretty quickly thanks to all the people at Jamba media it's gone a lot further than that and it's made us probably made us even bigger fans than we already were too 
Absolutely. You know. So let's talk about our experience there. Um, and then we'll get into the game. Sorry, we don't want to bore yeah. everybody <clears throat> with all this like, haha, we did cool stuff. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly what we're going <laughs> to do. Um, first impression. First thing you thought going in. So we, we get greeted by Jack Doyle, Luke O'Brien, and BBD. Uh, and immediately the surrealness starts to happen a little bit. And it's probably funny for them to hear this because they're obviously just normal people. But me and you have only ever seen them on a small screen. So right. they're not really yet real human beings until you finally embrace. And I, well, boy, do we embrace. BBD gives a really good hug. He gave me a fake hug at first with his arms yep. straight out. Me too. <laughs> he, he, he did it. He did one of these where it was like it was a full hug motion, but he just refused Left to his put arms his arms there. on our back. And then when he really um, gives you, gives it to you, he gives it. He gives it good. I'm like, this is strange that, like, I'm I'm hugging BBD right now. It's just they're they're not real, and then they are, and that's how it began. And then they they walk you into the warehouse, and it's it's if you've ever watched behind the scenes footage of the warehouse. It's kind of cool to see that it's not just one big room being the warehouse. There is like little hallways, and then it comes out into the big spot, and then and there's the field. That's really cool. So, getting into the entrance, you're like, where the hell? What part of the fucking warehouse is this? And there's so many little rooms, so many nooks and crannies, and then even that stuff is weird. Cause you, throughout the years, you're starting to you start to get familiar with like the press room and like the little snack area and all that stuff. And I, I maybe, maybe we're a little bit more nerdy about it and we know which room is the snack area and <laughs> which room is the lounge and stuff like that but it was really cool to see it in person and then as soon as you walk out into the warehouse warehouse you're like it it, it shouldn't and maybe it should maybe, i don't know we, we we love this stuff so it, it i'm not afraid to say how cool it was for me to walk out onto that field it felt really really not important is the wrong word but just like like uh just big it, just, it felt physically big and emotionally a little bit big yeah it was it was kind of weird it was like um i don't know if you've ever had this experience but like i was fortunate enough a couple years back to like go on the field after an nycfc game because it was just like a season ticket holder thing and it was just one of those things like holy shit this is where these guys play right and it was the same feeling sensation which is crazy to think about because they're just they're just Um, like dudes that are like relatively talented guys but they're they're more they're better at just being interesting people that happen to have some some sport talent yeah but they're really mostly there to be entertainers so but i still i'm still fans of them as players so to step onto their turf that is in my head imaginary until i actually see it for reals was really really cool i think that the the three things that stood out to me the most was one how far the pitcher's mount was from the batter's box Mm -hmm. like it felt so much farther than it looks on camera. Two, um, how I know this is going to contradict what you just said, but like how small the warehouse is in uh-huh. a sense that, like, I don't know, when you watch on the camera and say is Jack's on the mound, Zoe's in the outfield, and Zoe's like in left field, right? And you're like, wow, there's so much space between where Zoe is in left field and where right field is. And then you go there. And it's like, oh, it's really not that much space. Um, so if a ball like hits off the wall, you have even less time to react to it than you would if it was a bigger space. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that, that was one of the things that I noticed, too, was like, holy shit, when, when the ball, when we finally got to be on the field and like 
catch batted balls, it comes yeah. at you real fast. Um, and I, then, uh, real quick, sorry. Oh, no. Three, because there's three things, Brendan. Oh, no. Uh, nobody has, like, a character for the camera. Everybody it just is who they were <laughs> on camera. Like That was so crazy to me. That you was know? the funny part, like, yeah. Zoe is Zoe. Jake is Jake. Uh, Jack is Jack. Like th- that's just who they are. Jack was fucking killing me. Oh my god, the the stuff that Jack was doing off camera. Like there was one <laughs> point after Jack was done, like warming up, hitting he like threw his bat to the ground and then pretended to shoot it with a machine gun. We were when, losing. Like, no one, our I don't mind. think he knew anyone was watching besides Zoe. And Zoe cracked right. up, and we were like, "What?" It, we I think we said it to each other while we were in there that it was so funny that we were there for about an hour before filming started. And right. it was just like pure friend chaos before right. the camera started it rolling. Was, and then it was just like organized chaos, but it was the same personalities the entire time. One was just crazy. before and after cameras. The whole thing is like they obviously know that you're broadcasting for, you know, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people at times, right? Um, and... It, it comes down to the essence of it almost feels as though everyone there isn't trying to entertain the crowd. They're just trying to like pop their friends, you know, right. like get it's like we're hanging out. Oh, I'm going to do something that I know that uh, just Brendan is going to laugh at. Yeah, no, they're and doing everything like, they're doing is for the room what itself. They're doing. It's crazy. And they, they really captured lightning in a bottle. When you're there, it's just that more apparent. Uh, you know, you got Lou yelling out. Uh, when there's like a bad ball, like, oh, it's a nice miss for the yeah. pitch. And then somebody giving it right back to Lou <laughs> when he was on the mound. Yeah, like, it's, it's almost like it's like a bunch of teammates. It's out. really just a bunch. Of, it's a bunch of guys getting together to play baseball in their backyard for a be- for a lack of a better term. And like, that's really the crux of why we love the warehouse, because it brings us back to those days where we were just in the backyard with our friends making up bullshit rules to like play to the dimensions of the backyard. Like we used to have essentially at my parents' house growing up, we would have, we lived on a hill right at the bottom of a hill. Mm -hmm. So up here is where the plate was. And then this entire side, the entirety of left field was just out of, was foul ball. Right. Because there were trees that like hung over. And if you hit the trees, it was an auto foul. It's fun. Like that, that's the stuff everybody grew up with too. I had the same thing where my, you, maybe you've been in my backyard in Lindenhurst. No, never. So what we would, we would set up, um, by the, the gate that goes into the backyard and it was kind of just like a straight, like rectangle to the left, like left field. There was a pool, but over the pool was in play, but in the pool was foul um but anything that was to right field was basically foul also because it was in the neighbor's yard so we couldn't count anything right. in the neighbor's yard fair so you, you had to play you had to hit either straight away or over the pool and left field um so you only had center yeah. field and left field to, to hit over the fence we used to do if you hit it because obviously the right there was like unlimited foul territory to the right there there was i'm sorry there was no foul territory to the right essentially so you'd set up um facing center and then to the right would be like the house the driveway and all this other stuff but the only way it's going foul if it goes to the right is if it goes behind you uh like we would hit it over the house sometimes and it would be a fair ball it's like just run because the only home runs was over the straight back fence yeah and 
like without digressing too much, that's what this that's what the warehouse is. It's a bunch of guys getting together and playing backyard baseball indoors, <laughs> essentially, yeah. right? And so some of that was it, was it felt not, it was like almost cathartic to be able to throw something hard and like hit something hard inside of a place. It's like I I see why it's so pleasing to play a sport indoors because you can just like rip doubles as hard as you want off like Lou being able to hit as hard as he can off of a like oh, a wall man. inside. It's got to feel pretty solid. Well, let's talk about something real quick. Mm-hmm. Seeing Lou and Jack pitch in real life. Yeah. I don't know how anybody swing. Lou has this weird motion when he throws a ball where he'll like come up top here and right when he's at like the apex of his you can't really see right when he's at the apex of his motion he like just kind of snaps his wrist up there yeah and makes it look like the when it looks if you're just thinking at it from a, thinking about it from a physics standpoint yeah when he gets up here it goes like that it looks like he's spiking the ball into the ground and that just doesn't happen yeah. so i have no idea how that works and then jack i am notoriously bad at dealing with like a fucky pitcher so if the pitcher does something weird i'm out of the zone yeah you're saying that's me on the sidelines too you're like i I wouldn't deal with that at all no my bet my best friend um when we play he does this weird shit where like oh it's kind of like what what jake does where he fucks around on the mound where he'll like he'll like set up like this and then he'll put the ball in his left hand Take it away. Show he has nothing in his right. Be like, what? Bring it back and then then throw. It gets me. Like, oh, every it was in my hand the whole time. time. Now I'll throw it. Yeah, and like Jack just does stuff. Like Jack throws the ball and falls off to the right, like almost fully falling onto the ground. And it's just so much more impactful in real life. And you're just like, how is anybody staying locked in against yeah. this? That's great. I don't care how many times you face him. That's insane. Yeah, and, and he also doesn't need the help of doing the extra stuff because his stuff, like, we all know from watching on TV, or, or YouTube, rather, his stuff is nasty. Mm-hmm. Let alone, like, now seeing it in person, um, it is dirtier than you than you think. Wait, even if you think it's dirty, in person, it's, it is crazy. Gross. It was gross. Even, like, <clears throat> so... Here's another thing. Brendan and I were very fortunate to take some at-bats against Jimmy. Uh, Brendan fared a lot better than I did. Um, <laughs> and then we also got to pitch against him. Uh, Jimmy, widely regarded as, I would say, probably an average to slightly above average pitcher in the warehouse, right? Mm-hmm. His pitches were insane at the plate. Brendan was saying that our, our friend Chris is better. I haven't had a chance to play against Chris, but like just the fact that like you'll stand there and the ball will get to like here and then break. Right. You have no time to react. And it's like Jimmy's throwing fifty four sometimes, fifty fifty. Yeah, I think he's topping up uh, topping out around like low sixties. Right. And so like you're thinking, oh, there's guys who are throwing this ten miles an hour faster, breaking later. Yeah. It, it just puts it all into perspective. Because, like, when I play in the backyard, when I'm on, um, I'll ha- I have, like, a, a fork ball that will break very late, but it only works, like, <laughs> 30% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, when it works, it works well. 
And like, just the fact that they can get these balls to move the same way every time they do it mm-hmm. is crazy. And it, it made me appreciate it that much more. Yeah. I, th- I think that I've heard them say, I don't know who said it, maybe like Zoe was the first one to harp on it, but it's apparently very helpful to be able to play so much in the warehouse because you don't ever have the outside the outdoor factors and you can you, you will you can expect the ball to do the same thing every time if you're throwing it the same way every time which is it's something you don't have the luxury of when you're only throwing outside and you don't know which way the wind's going or what what's going to affect the ball so it probably helps a lot to know like if i throw it this way it'll do it because we're in a, yeah. a controlled space that's definitely helpful it was it was cool to see it happen in person too it was like <clears throat> i didn't really get to throw too much because uh loose kids were there and they're really excited to be there too i'm like well yes. this is a, a thing for kids let me let the kids play <laughs> yeah exactly. i definitely got the hit for a decent amount of time and it was getting up there was just maybe a, this always happens when i play at home too and i it takes me like an inning to get my timing mm. down because i always i with that no matter what i think i can go up there and just revert back to baseball skills and i go back to baseball swing every single time i i start the day yeah. um that combined with being excited and nervous to because jimmy asked us to go play with him for a minute like oh my god that was when we so we ended it right and i was gonna bring this up closer to the end before we like before we got into like our recaps we the the games ended brendan and i were offered the opportunity to record in their studio with one of their producers we said yeah of course and then uh, jimmy comes up to us and goes Hey, do you guys want to take some at bats? And of course, Brendan and I, uh, being you know fans, were like, "Yes, please, thank you." Yeah, let's go. Um, let's go. So like, Brendan's at the plate. I'm like standing behind Jimmy, just like watching him grip the ball, watching him pitch, just being like in awe. I threw some balls when Jimmy threw them as well, which was <laughs> <laughs> just to fuck with Brendan. <laughs> um, you know, then we then I got up, and then Jimmy had to go to record something. Uh, I think that they were going to try and record. I think they were going to try and record the Talking Yanks episode at the warehouse. They decided against it. Uh-huh. Um, but like Jimmy left, then Dan Canobio was there for a little, and Lou was there for a little, and we were just like talking with them, and we were playing with them, and we were playing with Lou's because Lou's kids got there, like, "Hey, pitch to me," and it's like, "Oh, of course, I'll pitch to you. Don't don't worry." And about they're good. It. They're both they're both like future Lou's. Lou's kids are nuts. Yeah, it's. Lou's kids, to put this into perspective, uh, they were throwing in the 50s, and they're, uh, what did Lou say, 8 and 6 or something, something like, like that, that? Yeah. 8 and 10? Um, they were both throwing like in the 60s. They were absolutely ripping the ball yeah. when they were hitting. It was crazy. Uh, Lou's youngest hit one into my chest <laughs> <laughs> while I was collecting the balls, and as I was putting it back, talking to Lou... He hits it into my chest and then goes, that wasn't my fault. (laughs) 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 Fucking dying. It was so, it was a lot of fun, you know, because at the end of the day, this is, that's the joy of kids playing this kind of sport is what I personally am hoping Jimmy and Jake and all them are getting from this. Oh, we met the Blitzball guy. I was going to say that next to you just reminded me that he was talking to me about how his dream was always to just like never be recognized for being like the blitzball mentor. But he was, he was saying he was with some people, maybe he was with like Jack and Zell or some people from John boy and all the kids recognize all of the jumping media people and ran right past the inventor of blitzball holding blitzballs. He's like, that's all, that's all I ever wanted. It was like people to, to love the thing. And I, I don't want to be yeah. 
the the front facing person of it, but he's such an incredible such guy. A such a nice, nice person. Incredible guy. Incredibly nice guy. Yeah, what are the, Incre- the nice people I've ever I cannot. Met. He like was talking to us. I think it took us what two seconds to get like on a friendly basis with him and talk to him as if we've been friends for years. I think you recognize him first and you're like, are you the Bliss Ball guy? And then he turns around and he's like, oh, you're the Bliss Ball boys. Yeah. <laughs> he was like so excited yeah, to talk was, to us. He was, like, no, we're excited to talk like, to you. You're the, you're the Beyond cool that, like, it was the same with everyone in the warehouse. There was no like awkward period of like getting to know someone and stuff like this. It was just kind of like, oh, we're, I know, like, you're here because you like Bliss Ball? We're friends. That Done. is a funny thing because we know a lot more about them than they do about us. Like we watch them all the time. Like we we know. Like I met um, Dan Rourke, and he. I was like, oh Dan, like big fan. He's like, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like I I listen to um, Towing the Slab all the time. Like I I love any episode that you get to talk to David Cohen about your opinion on the Yankees is my favorite shit ever. It's so it's the fucking funniest thing ever. And he was it like was... he was like so happy to hear that. And it's like yeah we who what, I mean some of them I think a good chunk of them know us because we talked to them or they heard around the office but right it got is it might be i guess it's something you eventually get used to where you meet people that are fans and you can assume they know a decent chunk about you i mean like shout out the people who like called us out immediately dan canobio uh while we were taking a a look at the loft dan canobio mid (laughs) (laughs) yeah points us out and goes Let's bubble, <laughs> which is kind of crazy because we haven't really put our faces out that much at that point, and right. he had never interviewed with us. Um, so that was kind of funny. Yeah, Zo, obviously, first Zo, first guest of the Zo pod. Zo. Oh, Zoe, we found is disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Zo, Extremely Zo disrespectful. Zoe is being so. Where's the Zoe is also a, a, a gambling addict. As well, Zoe turned Needs into to a help. gambling addict. Uh, ju- <laughs> we're joking, obviously, <laughs> but we there was um, what was what was Zoe saying that I was calling him disrespectful about? Oh, he was he was he continued to make fun of me for not being able to go to Billy's on Sunday. Yeah, you're a jerk. I'm a jerk. Can't blame him on that one. <laughs> so <laughs> there was that. There was the whole. Joe's incident when he bobbled the ball. Oh yeah, very funny, very very funny. But I mean, it's a good good segue. Maybe we'll get into the uh, the games now. But yeah, again, thank you to yeah, oh, yeah. Huge thank, thank you. Thank you to everybody. It, it was it was legitimately uh, absolute dream. It was a blast. It was worth going to fucking Jersey City for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was <laughs> brought me. Besides the traffic, I mean, you guys uh, made it super easy to get it. It was, like, just super seamless. I mean, you guys are, like Peter was saying, it's like everybody there is so nice. Everybody's so welcoming. Uh, Just, you made it a cool experience, even cooler. It was like you, it was like you showed up to a friend's house and you were friends with everybody there. And, like, mind you, save a couple face, or uh, save a couple, like, video chats where we talked to some of these people. Like, we didn't know these guys. (laughs) We've, like had some dm conversations on twitter right. we've like interviewed a couple of them and you know made jokes uh it was legitimately like we showed up at a friend's house and like everybody there was friends including us where in reality like was... we're walking into someone's workplace and we don't exactly work there. <laughs> exactly it was like 
despite the fact that like when I first pulled in, it took me back to my public accounting days, just like going to these warehouses and like working there or performing mm-hmm. inventory counts and it, it was it, it, just... it almost felt, it felt like a like a I said to this to Nicole, it felt it felt sort of like a a first day at work at a job that you're excited to be at rather than one like you're like, Oh, everyone here kinda sucks and like you're nervous about oh. like the future. It felt like like everyone was doing a great job at like I can't oh, say be I've nice, had that be nice to the new guy. Um, I can't say I've had that experience. I've, I've, I've my last real office been, job. I've had that experience. I've genuinely been excited for every single job I've ever had. I'm dead, dead serious. I, I, I've only really had one real job, and I hated it. <laughs> I guess that's. A, I mean, that's my only you thing. have real. You have a real job now. I don't count it because I enjoy it's it. It's not like you're not this supposed is, to like your job. Get that. Get. <laughs> you're not supposed here, to like right. it. We're in America. You're supposed to hate yourself on your job. Get out of here. You're supposed <laughs> to like your job. You're supposed to, at the very least, like who you work with. Yeah. Yeah, I only work with one guy. But yeah, anyway, I, I mean, guy. if you, you are going to Billy's, way. just be very excited. If you have, especially if you happen to pay for like the the hundred dollar like meet and greet stuff, be very excited. You're gonna have a great time meeting all these awesome people. Yeah, yeah. Um, give Brendan a back rub when you're there. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna climb under the banisters and uh, be a part. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pretend like I, I do work there, and I'm not gonna expect back rubs the entire time <laughs> brendan's gonna brendan's gonna bring a masseuse table and just lay on it <laughs> just like, and it's a, si- a sign that's gonna say rub me <laughs> i don't have to make the sign i already have it it's, it's, it's made up already please rub me <laughs> but with talks of being rubbed mm-hmm. with uh this little digression to start the episode about um how truly blessed we were to have this experience and uh, how yeah, just kind big, the John Boy Media thanks. staff is. Let's get into our bread and butter, Brendan. Yeah. And let's Brendan, I'm Brendan start butter. doing some burns. Burns. Game one. Do you need help bagging or? Oh. oh. Restart. Restart. Redo. Do you need help bagging your groceries, sir? No thanks, all we got was ice. A strange trip to the grocery store turns into a stranger outing on the mound for Jack Doyle as he gets dinked and dunked for five runs in the top of the inning. Ice answers back with a strong offensive performance of their own, but Jake is able to dodge, drive the stake through the ice boys and win this one five to four. Lower the music. DJ, lower the music. You know what? Make the music louder. Louder. Um... Kind of incredible. This this game was what a way to open it. I I think that we said it while we were there too. Like this game, and I noted I didn't notice it at the time because we were so locked in. I didn't notice how long this first game was. Um, you said it. Blitzball guy said it. Jolly said it. Um, this game was very long, especially compared to the next two. Um, mm-hmm. but it was. The only game where somebody hit a maximum. Uh, and thank God it was baggage because they needed that. Jake's coming back. Yeah. Baggage loves pressure and Jake's coming back. He's coming real back. And, and you know what? I, I think with him coming all the way back now, it's allowing Jimmy to come back a little bit with him. He's like just dragging him along and like making him perform a little bit. That's if, if Jake doesn't perform at all, I don't expect Jimmy to. Uh, but if he if he gives you a lot, Jimmy's going to give you something, and I wouldn't have expected going into this game that Baggers is going to be the team to have a max out inning. 
the way they've been playing lately. No. So impressive. impressive. I mean, J- Jimmy pointed it out to us. Um, I can't remember if it was in person or on Twitter. That Baggage has been like sneakily the most offensive team in the tournament. I think they um, were they were just beaten out you know by someone. Check. I think they scored eight runs total, and someone else scored nine. I forget who. Yeah, we got ice scored nine. Scored nine, but still, like but I, coming I saw into them, the day, yeah, coming into the day, baggage had the most, right? And it was crazy. I mean, the, we'll get more into it when we actually do our full recap. But uh, baggage loves pressure. They love it, and they proved it in this game. This this was the double resiliency game from baggage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from from both sides, they had they had to put up. Uh, I mean, a little bit less they pressure now because or shut up. They didn't have the pressure of being fully knocked out of the tournament anymore. I think there was right. there, we well, didn't fully touch on it. There was a rule change. Uh, everybody's making it because they realized the way it was shaking out after week three, there was going to be no real stakes no stakes uh so they change this so everybody no makes stakes. it there's there's now a playing game Let to get into or... the playoffs at billy's but now there's i think it works out better because now there's even more content happening at billy's itself so i, I yeah. think it was it's win-win but where week three was more fun for that reason billy's is gonna be more fun for that reason um and then we uh, we get a baggage win i, I think everybody was, was excited about a baggage win it seemed like from being within the walls because uh, you don't really get a, f- a perfect sense of what the audience is doing on, on the screen unless they pan to them. Right. But being there, it was funny how everyone that was watching was rooting for baggage. It was almost very clear that they were rooting for baggage. <laughs> and we I mean, turned to Jolly too. And he was like, Hey, everyone started as, as a baggage fan. We're all, we're all here because we're baggage fans at heart. Yeah. I mean that, that is what it was. That's where we're getting too into it. Yeah. Brandon. Yeah. Burn game two for me, please. Oh, right. I forgot that you can, this is how we do it. Talking Yank style. We got, we do it talking of the Yankees. I'm still mad. I, I, I slipped up on the Jake is able to drive the stake. That was such a good rhyme. It's okay. You threw up on camera, which is fine. Going to get us views, baby. Going to get us views. That's what it's all about. Get us views, <laughs> baby. Game two, burn. Lou Dev trying to make it a historically bad day for We Got Ice by serving them two cold losses in a single episode. He looks like he's going to do just that as he exits the first inning with a clean. Oh, no, Joe's bobbles the last out of the inning, ultimately allowing four runs to come across for We Got Ice. The score would remain there as We Got Ice goes 500 on the day. Yikes. Game two. Lou got so unlucky. He was Uh, mad. He was very mad. Uh, and he fully blames Joe's. He's like, yeah, we I might mean, have fucking won if it wasn't for Joe's. <laughs> like, so Joe's fully that. blame Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. It, is, it, it does crack me up whenever Joe's does something wrong. Lou is not afraid to be like, dude, you fucked up. You you need to rectify this. Did you talk about the Noah play in your burn for the last game? No. No. Noah. Brendan. Well, that's Brendan. what we'll save it for when we get there. I guess we're going to save it for when we the get Noah there, game. guys. Noah had a game. Um, but... This game was uh, kind of a comebacker. I was thinking this uh, while we were there. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if, like, each team that played, like, or the of the teams that played two games lost their first game, won their second, and then it kind of shaked out, shook out that way? That would kind have been of funny. That would be really, that's one of the funnier things I've heard. That's probably, that's my first joke of the episode. <laughs> Bring it back. I get three an episode. You get three. So that's your that first was, one. That was, 
Number one. I think you might. Uh, you should just stop right there. You're going to go out on top. Or in game three. Okay. <laughs> well, the hooker is trying to avoid a playing game at Billy's by taking advantage of a tired Lou. But New York's favorite postman wants to make old man Dan look like a fool in front of his father. He does just that by dominating on the mound and hitting a walk-off home run to finish the third week of Blitzball Blitz. Pinstripe wins one to nothing. Uh, I lost a bet during this game. Jack Peter's now uh, homeless. Jack said <laughs> uh, when Hookline came up to pitch, over under 10 pitches to get out of this. I said over. I think Dan finished at six, four. Dan had four pitches, but Jack said that um, speeds counted towards it. And I think Dan had two speed violations, mm-hmm. so six total throws. Um, so I think it was six in total. And I said, "Fuck!" Just under Jack did not let me forget. Um, but yeah, D- it was very disappointing. Uh, Dan, don't know if you know this. Finished regulation hitless. Wow, I think I finished the regular season. Finished the regular season hitless. Not a good look for Dan. Yeah, Uh, I I think they they might have been saying it on the broadcast too. They they were saying it in in house and maybe on the broadcast as well that Dan's dad has really been laying into him about the tournament (laughs) and wants to really wants to make sure that he didn't let Lou beat him. I guess he knows that Lou is one of the best players in the field and. He's got one more chance of getting a hit in regular season, so please don't let it happen. And then he goes hitless against Lou, and gets yep. the only run, only home run hit in the on the day. Gets hit off him. Tough day. Yeah, I mean Jolly stayed. You know, Jolly stayed. Jolly Jolly's been you know sneaky a good batter, which is kind of rude it's, it's to kind say. Of, that's kind of his thing. But Jolly, he's no PS king. Batting five hundred. Tied for fourth highest batting average in the league with Zoe. Uh, like it's he has a higher batting average than Nikki does, um, higher OPS than OBP than Nikki does. Rather, Jake, Lou, Jack are the only ones that have a higher batting average than he does. And um, I mean, what what can you say except? It's unsportsmanlike, but don't give Lou a pitch to hit. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny right. because Lou's the, one of the best hitters, and he's the only one that seems to not get shaken by the fact that Dan is just a lefty. That's like that's his whole thing. Yeah, he's a lefty. Like he he doesn't have crazy stuff, but he does because it just moves differently than every other single person that throws in the warehouse. But it doesn't affect Lou. Lou in person, I think, is the most impressive athlete i've ever seen in person wow i think well like i should like obviously <laughs> like professional between like count. pals you're saying yeah like okay. i think he's the most impressive um like and i've impressive normal know, person. played i've played soccer with like people who played division one soccer mm-hmm. you know what i mean um which I guess, to be fair, I guess it's like it's a different context because Lou is playing with people at or just below his skill level. 
so it makes it a little more impressive when you see when you're playing when you're Peter Del Rey, who's never played organized soccer, playing soccer with somebody who's played Division One. They're not really bringing their A game, mm-hmm. but um, it's kind of incredible what Lou can do in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. And he also just has the most drive. You're watching him, and you're just like, this guy wants to win so fucking yeah. badly. Lose a car. Yeah. He does not stop, and he like he every he takes every pitch and he like stomps back to the mound like with with every mm-hmm. every step has intent, and he's just an intimidating presence uh, at oh, bat or man. on the mound. Did you watch this back? Yes, I did. There was one point I don't know if you caught this, where Lou was walking back to the mound, looked fully locked in, like angry Lou face, and then he just looks over at the stands and like I, smiles, I remember that and then too, back in into person. lock in. Yeah. I remember it in person, and then I watched it again, and I was like, wow, they really caught this moment. It was crazy how he just went in and out and back in. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, right, let's go back, back to, to game back one. Back to beginning. Wayne's World. Um, baggage versus the We Got Icers. So this like is, we this, said, this is a baggage one of those hit parade the, games. Hit parade, baggage is the first. Yeah, it really was a hit parade. It was nine hits in this game, which is crazy. Um, baggage is the first team to get a maximum. Mm. After baggage got the maximum, Jolly said something like, "Damn, baggage really won this." It's like, is bag like can baggage hold this off from going to an at bat off? And I was like, "Yeah, we got ice every time they're in a situation like this." They have made it like a content thing. I said, they're content creators. They're going to put up four. And that happens. And Jolly goes, dude, you fucking called that. I was like, this is what <laughs> they do. This is what We Got Ice does. They Every time they lose or win a like intense game, it's always so it's by close. one run. They are the kings at it. And obviously, they don't do it <laughs> on purpose. Right, right. But it's just funny how this kind of thing always works out yeah i think i think i was on the side of jolly too like i was like fully expecting a a swing off too just like the way the no. baggage of the season has gone and the way their games have gone within the past few tournaments it just felt like that they couldn't do anything right even when they did so i'm, I'm glad that they were able to to hold them off i kind of said it like half jokingly like i fully believed baggage like after the first inning was over five five nil baggage right because the, obviously we got ice hasn't gotten up yet I fully believed when I said this, I delivered it as a joke, but when I said it, I fully believed that We Got Ice was going to score four runs. Mm -hmm. And if I was wrong, who fucking cares? It's a backyard baseball, essentially. But, like, there was no, for some reason, for whatever reason, I could not be shook. There was no doubt in my mind this was going to be a 5 4 final. And. You're right. I'm a smart boy. You're right. You're just, that was one of the few bets you made. Peter, again, I, I, I want to harp. Peter was gambling like crazy. Uh, one Zoe big. was really riling him up. And you, lost a, you lost a couple tens of grands. A couple, a couple tens of You were gambling with uh, 100 grand bars. I grabbed a hundred gave it a Correct. How did, how did this I rally lost. start, though, Peter? What did you say? How did Baggage's rally start, though? We didn't, we didn't talk about this yet. Well... Uh, they got two outs really quick. Mm-hmm. It was the first two outs, and then our favorite thing in sports, resiliency kicked in, and they scored five runs on two outs because they were inspired 
by, by Noah McFly. <laughs> where it's it was so like perfect poetic justice that Jimmy makes a breakdown of the ball boy at the Marlins game doing exactly this. <laughs> and then Noah does it for him just a couple days later. Like so it was funny. so poetic. Um, oh, we didn't even open up. The inning opens up. Jack throws a ball at the commentator booth. That was, yeah, that was the theme of the night was to throw balls at the commentator booth. Well, I don't know if Jack's was on purpose watching it back. On the YouTube, Jake's was clearly on purpose. I, in person, none of them looked on purpose, and then Jake's no. looked very intentional. Jake's on the on the video. Jake's looked very intentional in person. It did not, and it was I just like, was oh, like oh, I can't believe that happened twice. Yeah. Um, Jack's, I believe, was a full accident. Uh, and maybe, Jake but then they get into it, level. right? Jake started hitting four straight balls. Joe's delivers the line. I wrote this for some reason. Don't want to get hit in the dick. Pop. <laughs> um, which was, which killed me. Um, you know, Jake gets a walk. Jimmy gets a hit. Jake gets a walk. Uh, Jimmy gets another walk, walking in a run. Jake gets a hit, walking in a run, and it's just like that's it. They were locked in. At that point, when Jake got that hit to get the second run, you kind of got this feeling of. Oh, nothing is stopping them. Like, Jack is on the bump. Anybody could strike out at any point. But they're getting this maximum. They were playing like men possessed at this point. I mean, even them, them getting two, I was like, oh, shit, they shouldn't have gotten any runs. So they're lucky they got two. This is already a win in my book. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they're going into the next inning with two on the board. That's where my head was at. And then the fact that they got any more than that was like, now they need to make sure they shut this down and take advantage of a, a big offensive day. It's crazy how just taking a step back, putting myself in Jimmy's mind, it's crazy how his mind or his like thought process must have been like simultaneously, fuck yeah, we can win this thing, and wow, this is great content right now. Yeah, yeah, I wonder, I wonder how that goes. Kind of nuts. Like it's, a, it's, it's such a great TV show. Yeah. You know, it's such good entertainment because it has these moments of tension. And even it, like, you know, even if you take away the, uh, you know, baggage could only be the fifth or the fourth seed going into Billy's, like, take that away. And just focus on the game at hand. Fo- no, no, no. Like, if you, if you take that away, this was still a super tense game. Even knowing that if baggage lost, they were for sure... The the six or the five seed, and it doesn't matter how really the rest of it shakes out, you know. Yeah. Um. And then they just said, Mm-mm, "Don't give a shit." Scored five, flipped it over. Jake takes the mound, right? Uh. Excuse me. They get a hit immediately. Jimmy's diving misses. Then a walk. Then they load the bases. Uh, then it's like, oh no, I've seen this story before. Yeah. I don't story want, I don't before. want. Oh, my first joke. Oh, two more left. First joke for Brendan. Brendan's got two jokes left. Um, I've seen this story before. Like 
We Got Ice is so good. They're going to come back. Oh, Zoe strikes out. And you start to believe. Mm-hmm. And then Jack hits a single. And then they score a run. And you're like, oh, we're back to full upset mode. Because then Jake walks in another run. Then uh, Jake and Jack have a really good at bat. Ten pitches long. That ends with Jack striking out. Uh, Then Zoe steps up. Makes it 5-4 with a double. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a lot of people there, I'm sure you were, were like, oh my God, Jack is up now. Jack has been a phenom this whole tournament. Like, Jack really could be considered the MVP of this tournament. He's been incredible. Yeah. Um, On both sides. This is the only game in the entire, spoiler alert, this is the only game in the entire tournament Jack let up a hit. Like, he let up five in this one, but it's the only game that he let up a hit, and they were playing with, essentially, a wounded dog with their back up against the wall mm-hmm. who were going to throw everything they had at him. Um, so you see this happen, and you're thinking, I don't know, what I, this is what I pictured you were thinking, is like, this is going to a swing off. Me, because I had, I'm premonition PD, <laughs> I was like, this is ending 5-4. This game is over, this at-bat. Because Jake is going to get this out, and that's what happened. Jack swung. It dribbled up back to Jake, made the play. Game over. Baggage yeah. got their first win in dramatic fashion. And dare I say, game of the tournament. It might be. I mean, it, it's one of the rare games we get like a, a full back and forth, too. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I did feel like it was going to a swing off just because Baggage really has given us no reason to believe they can win. They haven't won in a long time before this game so it felt good and i'm always rooting for them that they're my team they're the ones i root for day in and day out in these tournaments they're 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 my number they're number one i I love the hookers i love we got i I love them all but i'm a baggage guy at heart so it was it was great to see the truth it was also you love them all except i really don't like love i hate love i hate them (laughs) because they skipped out on us that day and they weren't there to meet (gasps) us so wow sorry guys but uh, you think he, that's you think that's why they skipped out? They said, "Oh, those guys are." I think they once we told uh, Jimmy what day we were able to come. I think Lovey's scheduled their games around the day we weren't going to be there. That's how I mean, it works. To be honest, that is how it works. Yeah, to be fair. But no, I mean, <laughs> even even Jake just catching that last ball. We've seen it's not later in the tournament. We've seen it's not as easy as it looks. Sometimes it can yes. bounce around on you. And especially when earlier in the tournament too, that that Dan error Canovio, last episode, yeah, that that error not loses you the game, but puts you in the swing off position. That the pressure of everyone watching you, like this is the easiest play to make. I think sometimes the easiest plays are make are the hardest, just because of the mind games. So that plays yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Jake doesn't phase him, finishes the game. What a guy! So I'm a fan. I'm a Great fan. Job, uh, like incredible. Really incredible game. It had everything. It was a weird. It, it had, had everyone. Everything. It was a weird one. So everyone was saying on the stands like, "This is a strange game." It starts with the Noah uh, baggage yeah. hits a ton. Jack's getting lit up somehow. What what is going yeah. on? A long game. Yeah, a long game for a one inning game. Very long game. But uh, you want to get into it? Yeah. The, the one quick thing I will say that that uh, fun little insight we had uh, while we while being there, uh, Jimmy was saying that he, him and Jake were starting to see 
Jack slider well, and that was what allowed them to well, hit Jack singles. Threw a lot. He said they threw, he threw a lot of them. A lot of sliders. And Jack admitted to throwing a lot of them too, uh, maybe too many of them. And interesting to see what baggage was seeing that allowed them to uh, put some balls on the ground the other way. Yeah, interesting. Jack also admitting that he really doesn't do the behind the pack back pitch unless it's during tournament play, which is fucking hysterical. <laughs> we walked in. And Jack goes, "Yeah, I have a behind the black slider that I've never actually done." But I'm gonna try it out today. And I, I said, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and then uh, I was like, "Is it gonna go bird. this way?" Is it? No, no, no. It's gonna. It's, it'll be like the other way. I'm like, we haven't thrown it. How do you know? <laughs> Interesting. Player of the game. Player of the game. I have it. Me. Um. I'm gonna give it to Jimmy. Wow. Uh, for Wow, good job, Jimmy. I wanted to give it to him because this was more so like I should have I should have given it to Jake mm-hmm. because Jake had an amazing game on both sides of the ball and like he was very resilient pitching, got himself into a hole early but fought his way out of it. Great job for him, but I'm giving it to Jimmy because Jimmy needed this game. Jimmy was in a funk. Jimmy was down on himself. Jimmy was in this place after Blitzball Battle 3, after most of this tournament, where he had lost all confidence, seemingly, from a fan perspective. Jimmy had lost all confidence. Then Jimmy comes out of here, three RBI, a walk, and three singles, hitting around Jack Doyle. Cannot be emphasized enough. Yeah. Um, you have to give it to Jimmy for just stepping up when he needed to step up. Like, Jake has been great this whole tournament. I don't Mm -hmm. think anybody can deny that. Jake has been phenomenal this whole tournament. He's starting to get back to where he was previously. Um, And you needed Jimmy to step up, and Jimmy stepped the fuck up, Mm -hmm. and then some. So Jimmy is easily my player of the game. I like it. I would have gone a different direction, but you convinced me. I'm with you. Uh, it, it, even more so, just because I was pretty passionate. You were, you, it was the passion that brought me in. But, but it, it's, it's crazy. He's also the CEO of this company, so he's at the same time before and after, especially. And I guess even during too, when he's not playing, he's running a company. And he, we, the the whole day finishes, and then he's got to now have like an end of day meeting with the staff. Like he's he's doing so much. I want you to even realize until you're there and you see him be a boss while now inserting himself into this tournament and trying to perform yeah a lot, a lot of hats i mean great great job jimmy like strictly from a i'm giving him this strictly from a player perspective mm-hmm. i'm putting it all in the pot it. he's a great guy play of the game play the game <laughs> hey, hey. oh oh e, e. i have two in mind but I'm going to give it to our guy, Noah. I mean, oh, Noah, no. I mean, I've never seen a funnier clip oh, in these tournaments no. of, I don't know, it wasn't me. <laughs> like, it was obviously you. And then they proceeded to just still stand in that spot. And I remember the broadcaster being like, um, we should probably get him out of there soon. He's just standing there menacing. Like, he's ready to do it again. <laughs> Noah? Uh, so funny. He has such a big personality. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it is crazy. Whatever like, just completely outside of the game. Noah has a big personality. Noah is very funny, um, like purposefully. It, it, it was crazy. When Noah, when I walked in, I walked in with an NYCFC jersey on, a blue one. And uh, for those who know soccer, they have the same colors as their parent company, which is, or their parent club, I should say, which is Manchester City. So Noah, I walk in and they're like giving me the tour as uh, I want to say Jack is like mid-sentence. Noah runs up to me and is like, why are you wearing a Holland jersey? I was like, that's not, that's not what it is. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. <laughs> nice to meet you. Peter Del Rey. Here's my business card. I brought business cards. Yeah, I mean, everyone went right to the shredder with those, buddy. You can't not. You can't not bring business cards. But yeah, I mean, what was your other one? I can't tell you. Sorry. Oh man! You have, to, you have to guess. Oh nuts! Um, it would have been Jake's uh, final out just because it was. It was an wait, iconic let out. Guess. Let me guess. Yeah, I just muted myself. Hmm. So he didn't hear me. Yeah, I didn't hear. Brennan muted himself, so I didn't hear what he said. Um, was it when Jack threw the ball at the commentator? That's what I said. Yeah. Was, was it when Jake threw the ball at the? It was. That's what I also said. Oh, was it when Jimmy threw the ball? When Jimmy convinced everybody to throw the balls <laughs> at Dan during the uh, intro? Yep, that was. I, I I was talking for like a good twenty minutes. That hmm. that kind of third strike of the game. Up. Third strike of the game too, and the fourth one. Mm. The sixth ball. Sixth ball. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. I that was a big one. one. Yeah, it was a big I one. I remember that one. There were only nine runs. Yeah, it was the seventh run. Seventh run was, was one big. of my favorites. Seventh run was big. Yeah. Seventh run was big. So what's the official uh, play of the game? What's the official play of the game? The official play was of the game goes Noah? to Noah. No goes way. To Noah. goes to Noah. <laughs> it was a turning point in the game. We're memeing. It, it was great. It was. It was to great. be fair, it was. It was one of my favorite parts the of the show. Final out. That was a really good shout as well. Yeah. Just a shout. That was a really good shout. So on to congratulations, baggage. Congratulations, Jimmy. Congratulations, Jake. No congratulations to We Got Ice until the next game. Until the next game. Game nine. We Got Ice versus Pinstripe Straw. I I mean, I guess we should start with just Lou's pitching performance, which was awesome, and he looks like an absolute dog. Really good. He, He... was great until you know he let up four runs yeah he he was all really unearned. good pitcher. all unearned all, all unearned all right but not for these purposes not for the blitzball boys stats keeping purposes they were all earned runs mm-hmm. this is not major league baseball but that that's a really easy one to just to understand that it was unearned though it's, it's so clear it was yeah, the but that's not out. how we've been doing it. That's not how we've been doing it. Just, I just want to, I just want to say it, say it out loud. That Lou pitched really mm-hmm. well, and I understand you get tired when you're not supposed to pitch as much as you thought you were going to because outs need to be made on the field if you want to go far in this tournament. Yeah, Lou pitched. Lou did pitch really well. He had three amazing strikeouts. Like I, like I've said, Lou is an absolutely insane pitcher. Insane pitcher. It kind of stinks that you know. <sighs> Lou gets a strikeout. 
then he kind of like he loses it a little bit or like Jack is very good. So Jack gets a hit, very good. Then he walks Zoe, but even when during the walk on Zoe, he looked fucking ridiculous. In my notes, I wrote that Lou was demonic with the way that he was yeah. pitching. Yeah. It was nuts. Then he gets another strikeout to get Jack. And then Zoe singles to get the bases loaded. And then what we were talking about to make the runs unearned, uh, Jack hit one towards Zoe, slow roller. And it's just like, it happens to all of us. These balls are hard to pick up as grounders. And Joe's drops it. Everybody, I think, in the crowd at that point got up, stood up, and like, put yeah. their hand, like, oh. I think even oh like as God. it was rolling so slow to him, everyone's like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, 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 it really happened. Oh no. Yeah. Really, you think so? I wasn't like that. I was yeah. like, wow, they got out Here of it. Here it comes. And then I was like, wow, we got ice picked the wrong day to not have I was like, it. In the warehouse, and anytime then, something is rolling very slowly, I'm like, oh boy. Oh boy. I've, I've been there. Oh boy. Um, well, everybody stood up, put their hands on their head, and then, you know. They scored yeah, four th- runs. Theatrics are real in the warehouse. Runs. Everyone watching is very over the top, and it's in a very fun way. Yep. It's crazy. It didn't... It was... The crowd was way more alive than the videos make it seem. Yeah. The crowd was very much alive. Um, But then, you know, Lou gets out of it by striking out Zoe. When Zoe is having a really good at-bat, really, like, battling at the end of that at bat and then it's like okay pinstripe strong known for their hitting lou is becoming the best bits blitz ball player out there slowly rising up the ranks to to be there mm-hmm. i th- i fully think lou will get there i'm yeah. like a hundred percent certain i think that lou will get to be the best at some point lou just it's crazy. It's not like incremental growth. It's exponential growth that he has shown from tournament to tournament. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I think, and he always because he always had the talent there. He's always had it in him from just all the experience he has. But it's a matter of just seeing more and more blitzball pitches and just become recognizing more pitches as as more pe- people learn more pitches. He's right. quickly adapting because he just has that eye. So he just needs more exposure. Two blitzball, and then he'll be the best. My cat's at the door. Hello, you Peter. I don't know if you could hear him. It's me, Try Harry. I let him in. Let me the fuck in. Um, let me let me in, Peter. Why are you closing the door? Uh oh, Bane's back. Oh, <laughs> uh, Bane's with Bane has your um, cat at hostage. But then they come up, and Lou hits one early off the wall. Jack, you know, we got ice defensive specialists. Off the wall, Jack grabs it. Holy shit. Signature. Signature the the warehouse is going nuts. It's almost like he pitches like, to have someone pop out off the wall to him. Like He knows he, like, he knows what pitches will induce a off-the-wall pop-up. Yeah. And then Joe strikes out three pitches. Joe strikes out. Mm-hmm. Next one. And you need, like, and then, Lou can't hit one off the wall every at-bat, so you need Lou, uh, Joe's to show up. And we, we know right. now he is capable of... Having some slug, he's got a, he's got a good right. swing. Uh, he he just hasn't really shown up so far in this tournament. Yeah, um, but then he gets a walk. Lou gets a walk against Jack, so that Jack doesn't get the perfect game. Aww. Aww. Um, and then Joe's is up, and Jack shows that. All right, let's. I'm done. 
strikes him out. Yeah. Um, it's a tough matchup for the Jets. You know, uh, it, it felt like a completely different we got ice from the first game. Yeah. Uh, it made it look like I don't Jack, know if Joe's can even hit Jack, honestly. Jack threw 70 pitches. 50 of them were in the first game. <laughs> and nuts. it, it kind of went like, you brought this up. I didn't even notice this. Like, when I watch any type of sports, time means nothing to me. You usually take a nap so, around I usually take an hour one or two. You usually take a nap around hour one or two. So, but to me, the first and second game, same amount of time, you turned and you were like, that game was super fucking short. And I was like, what are you talking about, Brendan? Watching it back, that game was a really Yeah, I was mad. I, I took Jolly by his collar. I was like, I want more. You threw Why him across the warehouse longer? one-handed. I am, I've been working out with um, one arm. I won't tell you how. But yeah, like, Jack kind of dominated this game. Um, in a game where we thought Lou was going to dominate because that's what Lou does. Lou just dominates. Yeah. Jack fully was in control of this game. And I guess, like, I'm gonna, should I just go into it? I guess. Player of the game. Player of the game. Brennan has it. I mean, are you telling me that I have to have Jack as my player of the game? I'm telling you that you're, you're an adult. Me into this? Okay, well, you're almost a handsome wrong. adult. That's true. Almost a handsome adult. Mm-hmm. Everybody, wish Brendan a happy wedding in. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Is it like two weeks away? Eighteen days. Holy shit, Brendan! That's so exciting. Do you, do you start oh to goodness. do you start to look handsome the closer it gets, or is it's a night and day change? It's a. It, wow, I can't do the bride. I can't. Oh my god, that guy is. Oh, what an Adonis! You didn't tell me your husband was this much of a looker. (laughs) He finally has a bulge in his pants. It's it's not (laughs) inverted anymore. You 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 kiss Nicole. I kiss the bride. Your teeth just. (laughs) (laughs) They're perfect. (laughs) It's so funny. I feel so bad every time I make fun of your teeth, and then I remember the story that you told me as to why they look like that, and it was just pretty much. Your dentist was like, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. They weren't. And he just lied to you. I think they'll grow in, right? I can't get over this. I can't get over how funny of a story this is. It's pretty it's that up. and Brian's it's... story with the Majora's Mask. Which was? my. He got Brian by Licky, Brendan's co-host on the Hoppy Boys. Go listen to it. It's a very good, it's a very good show. His brother... His older brother got the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask for um, Christmas one year. And that's a game, for those who don't know, with three save files. So Brian's thinking, oh, wow, Steve got this game, and I and like he'll get a save file, and I'll get a save file. And then he just put a big old S on the corner, <laughs> denoting <laughs> that this is his game and his game only. Nobody else cracks me up every time Brian This one's for Steve. <laughs> it kills me, but... Yes, that's a good move. Once if you, you want Nicole, anything on, uh, to yourself, write your first initial on it, whatever it might yeah. be. That's how I got. That's how you. I got Nicole. Actually, I just I that's wrote a big B on her face and magic marker. <laughs> he, jumped, he saw her in one of his classes, and really quick, he just, oh, you got something on your face. Had a very tiny pen. <laughs> very, oh, you have something on your face. And just wrote a B. He's like, hey, mine, mine. Oh, sorry, hey, you love You're me, my wife. <laughs> uh, but play, play, player of the game. <laughs> you could pick. You could pick Jack, or you could pick Nicole. I don't care. I'll pick Jack. 
He was good. Sorry, Nicole. Maybe next week. I mean, he he almost he did, he did throw no hitter in this one inning, but uh, but still he, he looked. I, it's crazy that fifty pitches somehow warmed him up and made him look nasty. <laughs> I, I guess he he eventually found it. Not that he was losing it. I, um, he also it was also kind of smart to if anything like lose uh, lose Lou in that at bat to get to Joe's. And he, like, two of his outs were against Joe's. Like get, getting Lou to pop up once was like. Nice. I got an out with Lou at bat. That's huge. Let's use Joe's for the rest of them because he can't catch up to my nasty. His knuckle knuckle drop was just looking. It was absurd. Like that was one of the pitches that you could really see from the side, really dance because the size side to side the horizontal motion was difficult to see from the sidelines, but the top to bottom drop was it was like the entire height of a man was how much it was moving. It was really nuts. It was stupid. Tell you. Um, what Great blitzball picture. guy was saying? The blitzball guy was saying it to us too, right? How just like he, he does yeah. stuff that he never thought of. Yeah, he never thought possible. I think he all did. He he mentioned that Nikki Slider is the best he's ever seen. Yeah, he did. But he also said that Lou does some stuff that like wows him. Yeah, Lou and Jack like absolutely wow him. He said Nikki was the best he's ever seen. Slide Nikki Slider is the best he's ever seen. Yeah. It's a good one. Wow. Jack deserved it. Jack got. Are they still RBI? I don't think so. We're going to count them as RBI. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For our purposes. He got three of the four RBI, um, two singles and a double. I mean, to, to <laughs> uh, me, if, if you contribute at all offensively and then shut down the other team, to me, that you're going you're gonna to get the MVP. Crazy. Good job. Play of the game. Play of the game. Fitting that the tra- laugh track is a laughter, Brendan. Because my play of the game. For the second game in a row, a McFly boy gets the play. Oh. It's got, it's got to be Joseph's bobble. Oh, man. It, ha- it has to be Joseph's bobble. <laughs> I, re- I feel really bad about it. Our laugh track is exactly um, what the warehouse sounded like. We, everyone pointed and laughed. That's not true. Everybody and we, said, we, we each got to turn oh. to pants him, too. That was the best part. Everybody, of every single bar- person in the warehouse was like, oh, no. Especially when you saw how sad Joe's yeah. was afterwards. Oh, my goodness. It was... Ev- nobody wanted that to happen. No. But... In a sense of the game, and I have to be the bad guy because it was the most impactful play of the game. It was. It brought We Got Ice back into it. I'm a bad guy. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's two. Um, uh, Is that how the song goes? I'm not sure about the last part, (laughs) but definitely the beginning. I'm not sure. I haven't heard it in a while. I'm a bad guy. Isn't something like that? I don't know. I don't like this song personally. Um, <laughs> booty, 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 you continue to sing it though. Because now I can't. I can't. I need to fucking look it up. I don't know what the song "Bad Guy" duh. Bad guy, bad guy. Billy Eilish, but um, more or less, it was an impactful it, play. Yada yada yada. It opened. It was. It was impactful. It opened up. It opened up the game, <laughs> um, and it also. Uh, Closed the door. Uh, wow! For whatever, for pinstripe strong. When you close one door, this you is open really up hard. Another. I'm talking right now, and 
bad guys in my ears because I need to know. Peter, who are you kidding? You listen. You're listening to music the entire time we always record. You're always. You, you don't really want to hear what I have to say. You're just bopping along. To it is Johnny. Fuck. You Duh. just you just live to prove me wrong. <laughs> you know. Well, I guess I'll take over the rest of the show. Peter's gonna <laughs> listen to this song on repeat. He actually does love it quite a bit. I hate that song, but um, <laughs> no, it was uh, it was the most impactful part of the game. Remember, remember, remember. It was the most impactful play of the game. I'm a dollar. You'll get me every time with the Haggy Dory. <laughs> Austin Powers. He's um, saying at the end of any sentence. Oh, uh, I feel so bad about this. It could have been anything. It could. I could have said Jack's double. No, but it, it, nothing. Hey, was it, I mean zero zero? You game. take one swing highlight. Off. This is a swing off. If, if if not for that play, you're right. Listen, when you're right, you're right. It's fair. It, it. I just feel bad about it because, like we said at the beginning of this, everybody was so nice to us. Um. And now we have to be like, ho, ho, back to back to McFly boys. Yeah. Ruined two games. <laughs> <laughs> they ruined my whole day at the warehouse. <laughs> they didn't ruin the games. Um, Noah actually helped the games. Sure. But um, I, I just like, now that we've met him in person and know how nice of a guy he is uh, and how much he cares about it, I just feel awful. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go to game three. Game three. <laughs> go to game three. This might have been the shortest game. This was. This actually definitely was. I this remember definitely this was. 20, was like, 27 oh, pitches. Oh, shit, that's it? I was having fun. Yeah. I mean, so this was hook line versus pinstripe. Mm-hmm. Um, Lou's mad now. Lou's mad. Lou's mad. Lou's mad. Lou had an amazing game. Um, he started off with a five-ball walk, and you're just thinking, like, fuck, Lou's still in the He's dumps tired. about the last game. So I asked him. I, I think I mentioned, Strike like, out. hey, are you... Okay, I, I actually I did give him a tip. I was glad that he agreed with me too, because I, I didn't want to like speak out of turn. But I said to him like, "Hey, man, it looks like when you were throwing anything off speed, your motion slows down, and that was all the pitches that they were hitting." And he's like, "Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I don't fully have my off speed down yet. I could kind of see the same thing. I definitely I see that." I'm like, "Oh, okay. You're not just like, thanks, bud. Coach Brandy, keep it walking." Um, so maybe he, maybe he took a board. note. Maybe he took a note. I don't want to pat myself on the back completely, but. Maybe he threw a little left soft speed stuff and was sticking with the uh, the old sidewinders and the underwinders and the top winder. In the, in the bottom winder? Uh, he, yeah, I notoriously never pay attention to pitches as a spectator. Um, so I, I don't know if they were, if he was throwing less of the off speed stuff, but like he started off with a five pitch walk, which kind of made you feel like, uh oh, he's still in his head, but then he gets a huge K. And then, then we're rolling. Um, we're rolling. He keeps it going with really good pitching. Um, but Jolly gets a hit. And then Dan hits the ball to Joe's. And you're thinking, oh, this is the time. Like Dan's <laughs> getting his first hit. Joe's makes the play. Everybody starts throwing their hats <laughs> and their shoes, their shoes on the field. Everything. And I was telling Brendan, Brendan, throw your hat. I didn't have a hat. Brendan, throw your hat. Throw your hat. He didn't want to because Brendan is disrespectful. It's my favorite hat. Care about my good plays. Hat. It's a very soft hat. Brendan. I love soft hats, but Brendan hates a good play. Brendan only likes uh, to mock people because he's a bully. Always been, never not been. Um, (laughs) But then, like that's two outs, and then Jolly's up. Jolly hits. Jolly gets a strikeout. We talked about it earlier. 
less than 10 pitches, um, which, which really stunk because Dan was looking good. Dan was looking very good against Lou, and then it was just he left one for Lou to hit. Lou hits a home run. Pinstripe wins. Yeah, and, and that home run swing was just swung with such confidence. He just like Perfect. I mean, not that Lou ever swings without confidence, but it, it was with intention. It was with game ending intentions. It was it was great. It was great to see, it was great to be in the warehouse for a home run too. Glad we got to see one. I'm dead serious, Brendan. In one year's time, I would not be surprised if Lou was the number one blitzball player in the world. I wonder. I mean, I wonder if it's difficult to get past that point, like a certain number. If you're not playing against the 80 mile per hour leagues, I will, I will have to deep dive deeper into that when we. Maybe... Well, Trevor was top five for a while. I think that it helps that he was an MLB player, and they, they might take his overall talent into account. Wow, um, you think that? Wow, Brendan. That's what I think. But I think most that's of the top guys are playing in just like the regular blitzball league. That's unbelievable. During eighty plus or eighty, I 80 think Lou could do it. I think no, I, think I, I don't Luke think he could, could, but I think that there's it's something that is a disadvantage One that he's year. only playing in uh, the warehouse. One year. One year. I think no soup. I think I think no soup. One year. I think Lou could do it. I, I, think I, I absolutely think. I, I think the only thing that hurts um, him is that he, in his old age. He may, maybe, he maybe can't pitch with those guys because he probably can't top out at 80. Do not be rude. I'm just saying. We're celebrating There's limitations life. human limitations. We're celebrating life today. Don't be rude. <laughs> we celebrate life uh, every day on the show. So then Lou is getting an interview. And Joe's – this was my favorite part of the whole thing. Joe's is just like pacing in the background of Lou's interview, listening to Lou speak and just being like nodding and being like, Yeah. For the kids, for the family. My family's here. We got to do well for them. Yeah. And he's like nodding. And then J- Jimmy and Paxson are like, get Joe's out of the fucking shot. <laughs> he's, he's not being interviewed right now. Oh, my God. It was killing me. Joe's is a character, man. <laughs> but uh, there's not really much to talk about no, here. I mean, so we're going we, long just... anyway. Let's just rip into these. Player of the game. Player of the game. It's Lou. It's, it's Lou. Lou. He got two strikeouts, um, induced Joe's ground out, so that he so that he could get a, a shower. Uh, hits a home run, wins the game. That's it. It's Bing Bang Boom. That's it. There's really bing, not bang, much boom. to talk yeah, obviously, about. Obviously, obviously, yeah, obviously, 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 obviously. Quick. Ah. All right. Quick. Play of the game. Play of the game. <laughs> They were laughing you know, at how uh, quick that player of the game was. Oh, so quick. Oh, so quick. I, you think I might go one direction, right? <gasps> Harry Styles, the rest. I don't know. You idea, don't yeah. know. Uh, oh. But you don't know about I'm not just a mean guy. I'm not just a bad guy, duh. Ooh. I'm going to give the play of the game to Joe's for making the catch. Oh, I will toss this my is proverbial kind of a bad hat. Guy. This is kind of disrespectful. At Joe's for making this is, the play. <laughs> this is kind of not a very nice thing that you just did. <laughs> the, the the play of the game was very obviously Lou's <laughs> home run to win it. That was disrespectful, Brendan. He he redeemed and, himself, <laughs> and he is, and he also deserved the You're interview just over down over on Lou. It. This is Brendan. why was Lou oh even talking? My God, <laughs> I want. Oh, you know what I mean, Brendan. No. I don't. You're being disrespectful, and I'm not going to stand for it. It's a, it's a clean sweep for the McFly boys on the plays of the game. It's a clean sweep. 
We have to leave it as is. <laughs> Congratulations, Congratulations to Fly family. Well, I mean, this is a historic uh, episode of the Blitzball Blitz. It's a historic episode. Historic episode where the McFly family has swept the play. <laughs> <laughs> the play the <laughs> they did it. What a day. Somebody get him a plaque. We got to get him a trophy. We'll we, mail it to him. I need to start making more plaques. We'll make we'll make a bunch of plaques. Um, but yeah, Billy's is coming up. It's coming up. Baggage versus hook line in the play in. Um, for that I one, unfortunately, we'll have two different ice. perspectives. I will be there, and Peter's been getting bullied for not going. I'm getting bullied for not going. My parents are moving. I have to help them move. Um, but they're moving into Billy's, so you'd think you could just kind of watch when you get there. They're moving into Billy's. But they're saying, "Oh, we're so we can't. We're going to try and move in before ten o'clock." And it's, "Oh, okay, mom." Okay. And there's like, "And afterwards, we're going to go out get some lunch." I was like, oh, oh, okay. Can we just eat the Billy's? Can we just eat Billy? <laughs> no, that's my third joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got we got there this week. Um, Billy's is coming up. You got hook line versus baggage. We got to see Lovey's again. We, we, we got ice. the whole week of Lovey's, so that'll be Yeah. Fun. We got ice versus Pinstripe Strong, and then Lovey's versus winners of, you know, a champion will be crowned. That's for certain. You know what I'm interested in? Do they? Ha- do you think that they have banners printed for everyone? Probably not. Uh, no, because they usually. I was actually worried for a second when we walked in there. I was like, are we going to see who won Floorball by accident? Like, but I forget they don't. Well, yeah, Luke. Luke told us. Luke up. was like, "Yeah, everybody's like, they might just let it slip." Yeah, and we, we were didn't, like, didn't don't talk worry. about Floorball. I guess because of that reason, we, were, we didn't well, want to. Well, that and like we were there for Blitzball. Yeah, and it was kind of just a, I wanted to be in the moment type thing. Yeah, um, but regardless, Billy's is coming up. I think it's time, Brendan. Previously. You said that you thought it would be um, Hookline versus Lovey's in the final mm-hmm. with Lovey's winning. Yeah. I said it would be Lovey's. We got ice. Let's do it. Prediction time. Ready? I got Hookline versus stick baggage. Oh, nope. you're going by one by We're one? One by okay. one. Hookline versus baggage. baggage. Hookline takes it. I think baggage is going to win. I hope Baggage wins. They're hot. But, but Hookline has been so underperforming right now that I think they're going to have a breakout game. But Baggage is going to exercise their demons. Mm, maybe. maybe I mean, yeah. maybe they love, like you said, they love pressure. And this is like the first time they've ever done anything like this. And they might thrive Although, in this environment. I did tell Dan that it was very nice of him to uh, give the other teams <laughs> some kind of hope so they could just crush it and go on a winning spree. That's what least. I'm talking about. They, they so, have their potentials there. I would love that. I love Hookline. Let's um, let's see a Dan Canobio MVP spree from here on out. My God, that would be amazing. We've seen it before. Um, so then we got ice versus pinstripe. Uh, I gotta go. We got ice based be, on the it can't most be Lovia's. It can't be Lovia's versus Hookline in the final. Oh. So you said Lovia, or you said we got ice? Yeah. I think so too. I think we got ice is gonna win just because. Zoe and Jack are hitting. Yeah. And yeah. Joe Joe's, if I'm not mistaken, is not having a great yeah, one forty three batting average is not having a great time at the plate. Yeah, but yeah, this both tournament. those guys are hitting. <clears throat> both of them are hitting. So I'm gonna say we got ice going to the finals at Billy's. Love you's versus 
Well, I guess for you, hook line. For me, baggage. And I think it's a no-brainer. I think we have the same answer. I am, unless they've been off for too long, they're going to be cold. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, look at how long they've been off from Blitzball Battle 3 to Blitzball Blitz, and yeah. they started off really hot. Yeah. I'm going to say upset. Um, hook line takes it all. Back-to-back yeah, championships. Brandon. Brandon. I don't do back that. Back-to-back championships. Because even though Floorball happened before this, this Wait, is are you being serious? Hand. I'm saying Hookland is taking championship. Wow, that's crazy, Brendan. Bold prediction. You heard it here. You think they're going to beat we? Hooker not Nation. only do you think they're going to beat Loveyas, that you think they're going to beat We Got Ice in the final? Yes. Yes. I think Loveyas is going to beat We Got Ice in the final. It's a boring prediction, but they've been crazy, and Nikki really wants this. Yeah, it could be recent surprise because I haven't seen Lovias, but I know and I know they're the best. Yeah, but uh, you're out on Lovias because I'm, uh, I'm in on they didn't because they weren't there. I'm they, in on the team that's been us. performing the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow! So you heard it here first. Brendan thinks that Hookline will be winning the whole thing, going on a revenge tour, winning every game. I mean, the why not take games? advantage of the system? You're in. Just run the table. Take advantage of what system? They definitely have nothing to take advantage of. The fact that they're even playing at all, that, that, that they're in this tournament still. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Here we go. I do like that. Put it on a t-shirt. Um, I think <laughs> Loveys are going to win it all because I'm boring Pete. Put that on a t-shirt. Um, yeah, thank you again to John Boy Media for inviting us to the warehouse. Uh, Brendan, what should people be drinking? Drink subtle tea, listen to the Hobby Boys, listen to the Lonely Boys. Quick plugs, because it's late. But you nope. know. Oh, you know what else? There's one more thing, too. Listen There's to us on YouTube. And I guess you can also watch on YouTube because it is a visual <laughs> medium. Uh, I believe it's on the Boys Media YouTube channel. So type in Boys Media and you'll find there's a couple of podcasts on there. The Hobby Boys is one of them. The Blitzball Boys is another podcast uh, within the Boys Media channel. So you also see us post links if you don't follow us on Twitter. Uh, we are Rubby Puppy, R-U-P-P-I-E-P-U-P-P-I-E, and Peter Pask, P-E-T-E-R-P-A-S-Q, on Twitter, Uh-oh. and we will be posting everything there. Wait, Brendan. Mm-hmm. The Boys Media is not a channel. That's why that I, I continued be... on to further the plug, because I was worried I was saying the wrong thing. I, I typed it in, and it's like it, uh, Jupiter is the, or Saturn <laughs> is the uh, picture for the channel. Yeah, so you're better off looking for the link, because I don't know what it's called, but it's up there. Can you... Is it possible for you to put the link? It's just boys media. Is it possible for you to put uh, the link link in the the description on Spotify? That's much smarter. Oh, my God. Boys media isn't it either. Maybe just look up the Hobby Boys. This is crazy. Just look up the Hobby Boys. Probably. Or just look up Blitzball Boys. That's Um, it. You look look up this show. um, No. Not that. Oh, yeah. Wow. This is crazy. YouTube's so tough. But, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, I have nothing to plug except for Matthew Del Rey. Be nice to him if you see him. Back up your iPhone <laughs> um, or, or, or your Android or your Google Pixel or whatever you have. Back it up. And I like to thank my friends. Your my, what? My friends. Friends? 
my future wife. Future wife? My dad. Dad? Brendan. My Don't you dare. Okay. (laughs) I thought you were going to bring this to a dark place, Brendan. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Um, Peter, you got anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Peace. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.